Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is doing a reality check. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Today's program begins with a question. So I'm going to turn the microphone over to Jeremiah. My question is, how have the problems and issues that you've seen in people changed over the 30 years that you've been on the radio? That's a really good question. Let's see what I can come up with here. When I started 30 years ago on Personal Growth Radio, KEST in San Francisco, there was a lot of response. Now, admittedly, it was personal growth radio, so that personal issues and growth and finding confidence and success and things like that, that's why people were listening to the station, because that's what the station was all about. And admittedly, I was on at a good time. I think it was 11 or 11.30 in the morning on a weekday, I think three times a week. Nevertheless, it's crystal clear to me that there was more response. Now, I'm better than ever. My message is more cogent to the point. I have more experience, but the response is very, very little. Very, very, very little. And I can only presume that people are more sleepwalking. People are more in a trance, lost in thinking, lost in music. And I think that's one reason. People today are less responsive because people today have been degraded. Most people have been degraded at school, at home, by the media, by the food, the culture. They've been degraded, and so they sense that they're not living life as it should be. They're not living their own life, and it's too painful to see. And so they retreat into the mind, into the imagination, into daydreams, into worrying and planning, and into their distractions and their texting and their music. They retreat away from awareness into a hypnotic trance, and they walk around at some level of hypnotic trance. And when a person is in a hypnotic trance, they can't do a reality check. And when they're in a trance, they're separated from the type of consciousness which is amenable and compatible with intuition, with wisdom, with spiritual light. And so they need to wake up. And today, people, because they've been degraded, have fallen into the hypnotic trance. And so they're not as responsive to someone like me, unless I can, or someone like me, can help to wake them up. And if my words wake them up, then all of a sudden they're out of the trance and they're able to partake of spiritual light and to see and realize solutions to their problems and no longer feel like they're lost down in this dark nightmare in which they live. They're back in reality. It's like coming up uh, from under the ocean, you know, you deep under the ocean, you come up to the surface, and then you, your head comes above the water, and there you are. You see the blue sky and the puffy clouds, and it's beautiful. And so people need to wake up. But unless they wake up, unless they wake up, they continue their sleepwalking. And that's the reason why today many people are not as responsive as they were when I first started 30 years ago. There's something about a wholesome environment, a wholesome old-fashioned environment where you're working with your hands and, and life is real, more real. It lends itself to being awake 
A wholesome environment, a clean life, an innocent life, lends itself to being awake because you're not guilty. When you're guilty for living a, long, a wrong life, for having been pressured and given in, see, when we're little children, for example, we're pressured, all kinds of pressure, and we're only little children, so we end up giving in. But see, when you give in to pressure, you're giving in to an outside will. You're giving in to not living your own life. And there's something inherently wrong about not living your own life and about giving in to outside authorities instead of following the authority of your heart. Now, like I said, when you're a little child, you can't help it. But now you can help it. But when you were a little child, you couldn't help it. But to the extent that a child grows to adulthood in an environment that's not pressuring, there's not a lot of tease, there's not cruelty, and it's innocent and wholesome, it lends itself to remaining awake. Because, you see, once we, once we have erred, once we have sinned, in other words, to use a religious parlance, once we have sinned, once we have not lived our own life, once we've been tricked or seduced into doing something wrong, then we have anxiety over it, we have guilt over it. We don't want to feel that guilt. It makes us feel bad. And so we want to hide in hypnosis and hide in thought and hide in study and hide in work and hide in friends. Do you understand? So a wholesome environment where a person grows to adulthood and hangs on to much of their innocence lends itself to being awake instead of in hypnotic trance. So that's good. Let me give you an, another example of... Um, where you may have experienced um, being awake or being woken up. I'm sure you've all had the experience where all of a sudden someone in your, and that's what I was talking about yesterday on the video that I made, someone in your family maybe suddenly is in the hospital. Someone near and dear to you is in the hospital or, or someone near and dear to you suddenly passed away, something like that. It really sobers you up. So that's, you know, a wake-up call. It sobers you up, and all of a sudden you take a look at, at yourself, you take a look at life, and you wonder what's it all about. And you walk around thoughtfully. And you spend some time. Maybe you go for a walk. You go out to the ocean and stand on the beach and look out at the water. Things like that. So that's, you know, a wake-up call sobering up. And that's what this program really ought to do, is sober you up. If there's a quality in my voice, if there is, I'm not saying there is, but if there is, and my phrasing is right, and the questions are right, then it should begin to wake you up from the slumber that you have fallen into. Now, waking up, let's talk about waking up. You know, if you watch someone on the stage who's been hypnotized by a hypnotist, you know, one of the stage hypnotic presentations that you see, they're kind of fun to watch. And you'll see them waking up. And when they wake up, they now are more there than they were when they were in their hypnotic trance. So one moment they're in the trance and the next moment they're awake. And there's a difference. And when they're awake, they can ask questions, they can do reality checks, they can wonder about something, they can do all of that. And they also have a certain amount of freedom where you don't have to do what somebody is telling you to do. But when you're in the trance state, you are separated from 
the state of mind where you can do a reality check. So in your trance state, you don't do a reality check. But let's say that a person wakes up from their stage performance on the stage. They were hypnotized and now they're not hypnotized anymore and everybody claps and they return to their seat. Now you're awake. But you know what? You're still not fully awake because you're probably still in some level of trance, just like most of the people in the audience are all in some level of trance. They're caught up, for example, in watching the, the show. I'll never forget, I went to a, uh, a presentation at UC Berkeley. It was a special um, lecture. It had two lecturers. And one of them was a man named Stein, if I think correctly. His last name was Stein. And he was a skeptic. He was one of the best-known skeptics. But I saw a very interesting thing. I was sitting in the audience before the, the show began, and the other speaker was going to speak first. So the best-known skeptic was also sitting in the audience. He was going to present. He was going to be the second presenter. He, so he was sitting in the audience, and he was going to watch the first presenter. But as we were all sitting there, a whole bunch of people, maybe two, three, four, or 500 people, I saw him there, but he did something that I didn't see anybody else do. As he sat there, he didn't just stare at the curtain or at the stage or just stare at someone in front of him. He was constantly looking around. He would turn his head to the side and look up and look to the side and look back and turn his head to the other side. And he was constantly scanning. He was watchful in sort of like... Um, you know, bodyguards for an important person. Have you ever watched the bodyguard for an important person? Maybe the important person is giving the speech and the bodyguard is there. Did you ever notice the bodyguard, how he's constantly scanning? He doesn't have the luxury of being lost in thinking or lost in texting on his iPhone or lost in thinking about something or lost in watching the presenter or listening to the speech. He has to be right there in the moment, not lost in anything. And one of the ways that he maintains being there in the moment is by turning his head back and forth and looking from here to there, scanning, scanning. So waking up is reaching the frame of mind where you're scanning and questioning and doing reality checks. Okay, that's fully awake. That's a very good. But there's a higher level of consciousness yet, and that's the one you need to find. And that is where you not only come out of the trance, you come out of being lost in whatever you were lost in. Well, incidentally, when you're lost in a daydream, or you're lost in, in brooding over something, or you're lost in reminiscing, or you're lost in looking at things on your iPhone, or you're lost in planning for the future, or you're lost in study, then that's actually a form of the hypnotic trance. But let's say you do become fully awake, fully awake, not lost in anything, scanning, observing, questioning, doing reality checks, aware. There's even a higher state of awareness yet. And it is when you discover the very spirit who made you, the presence of the very spirit who made you, in the form of, for example, intuition. Intuition is when your inner self, your, your soul, I hope you don't mind if I use a religious term, soul, or a spiritual term. Your soul observes in God's inner light. In the inner light, you can observe and see and know. When you were a little child, you would look at someone and you could see that they were mean, for example. No one had to teach you about meanness. You just saw it. Or there was an injustice. One child was being treated mean 
meanly, harshly, and the other child was being treated nice. It was unfair. You saw it. You just saw it in the inner light because you were very close to, to it when you were a little child. Now, that inner light from God, the inner light from God is what you must find and remain close to and have a rapport with. See, when you fall into a trance, you have a rapport with whoever or whatever made you fall into the trance. Are you with me? Like when you see two people lost in a conversation together, you see that they're in rapport. Sometimes they even mirror each other's movements. Well, that's not good. You have to be fully awake, fully aware, scanning, questioning, doing a reality check, and wondering about things and watching. And close to your conscience, close to your intuition. Intuition is God's inner light by which you can know. And then follow that. In these challenging times in which we live, Roland has decided to make the complete four-part meditation exercise available for free to those who cannot afford a donation. The meditation exercise is a tool for dealing with stress and remaining centered. To listen to the complete four-part meditation exercise, simply go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the middle icon, Meditation. That's SheddingShackles.com Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you too can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music examples that you hear, such as Sevilla by the Spanish composer Isaac Albeniz. Thanks for listening. I'll never forget, I went to a... Uh a presentation at UC Berkeley it was a special um, lecture. It had two lecturers, and one of them was a man named Stein, if I think correctly. His last name was Stein, and he was a skeptic. He was one of the best-known skeptics. But I saw a very interesting thing. I was sitting in the audience before the, the show began, and the other speaker was going to speak first. So the best-known skeptic was also sitting in the audience. He was going to present. He was going to be the second presenter. He, so he was sitting in the audience, and he was going to watch the first presenter. But as we were all sitting there, a whole bunch of people, maybe two, three, four, five hundred people, I saw him there. But he did something that I didn't see anybody else do. As he sat there, he didn't just stare at the curtain or at the stage or just stare at someone in front of him. 
he was constantly looking around. He would turn his head to the side and look up and look to the side and look back and turn his head to the other side. And he was constantly scanning. He was watchful in sort of like, um, you know, bodyguards for an important person. Have you ever watched the bodyguard for an important person? Maybe the important person is giving the speech and the bodyguard is there. Did you ever notice the bodyguard, how he's constantly scanning? He doesn't have the luxury of being lost in thinking or lost in texting on his iPhone or lost in thinking about something or lost in watching the presenter or listening to the speech. He has to be right there in the moment, not lost at anything. And one of the ways that he maintains being there in the moment is by turning his head back and forth and looking from here to there, scanning, scanning. So... Waking up is reaching the frame of mind where you're scanning and questioning and doing reality checks. Okay, that's fully awake. That's a very good, but there's a higher level of consciousness yet, and that's the one you need to find. And that is where you not only come out of the trance, you come out of being lost in whatever you were lost in. And incidentally, when you're lost in a daydream, or you're lost in, in brooding over something, or you're lost in reminiscing, or you're lost in looking at things on your iPhone, or you're lost in planning for the future, or you're lost in study, then that's actually a form of the hypnotic trance. But let's say you do become fully awake, fully awake, not lost in anything, scanning, observing, questioning, doing reality checks, aware. There's even a higher state of awareness yet. And it is when you discover the very spirit who made you, the presence of the very spirit who made you, in the form of, for example, intuition. Intuition is when your inner self, your, your soul, I hope you don't mind if I use a religious term, soul, or a spiritual term, your soul observes in God's inner light. In the inner light, you can observe and see and know. When you were a little child, you would look at someone, and you could see that they were mean, for example. No one had to teach you about meanness, you just saw it. Or there was an injustice. One child was being treated mean, meanly, harshly, and the other child was being treated nice. It was unfair. You saw it. You just saw it in the inner light, because you were very close to, to it when you were a little child. Now, that inner light from God, the inner light from God is what you must find and remain close to and have a rapport with. See, when you fall into a trance, you have a rapport with whoever or whatever made you fall into the trance. Are you with me? Like when you see two people lost in a conversation together, you see that they're in rapport. Sometimes they even mirror each other's movements. Well, that's not good. You have to be fully awake, fully aware, scanning, questioning, doing a reality check, and wondering about things and watching, and close to your conscience, close to your intuition. Intuition is God's inner light by which you can know. And then follow that. You intuitively move right instead of left, or left instead of right. You intuitively say yes instead of no, or no instead of yes. And you are always close to your intuition, and you delicately move through life. And you don't know what your next move is going to be. You don't know what your next word is going to be. You don't know what you're going to do that day. You just do the next thing, whatever it is, always checking with your intuition. 
Are you with me? So now you have a rapport. You have a parent spirit who is your guide. You don't need a hypnotist to hypnotize you. You don't need drugs to hypnotize you or marijuana to hypnotize you or music to hypnotize you. The only reason why we fall into our trance and then stay there and don't want to come out is because the world gets to you. See, when they make you angry, when they make you upset, when they make you resentful, they got to you and you fall into some, you fall away from, see, I want to share one more thing with you. I think you got the idea. When you listen to this, to me, for example, listen lightly. Listen lightly. Let it go in one ear and out the other. Don't get caught up with me. Don't get caught up with my voice or my personality. Just listen lightly. And then if some, suddenly you see something, oh, yes, that's right, I see. Something about life, about yourself, about some solution to a problem. You see it. Well, you're actually seeing it in the inner light. All I did was wake, help wake you up. Bring you up to awareness instead of being lost in your thoughts. And then in that aware state, when you're amenable to intuition, then you begin to see in the light, just like you did when you were a little tiny child. That's the way you must learn to be all the time. Now, I help to wake you up, but you need to stay awake. And the way to stay awake is to want to be aware, to want to be close to intuition, to want to have God in your life, to want to have his delicate intuitive guidance in your life. See? The only reason why people want to stay in a, in a trance and stay lost in their marijuana and their alcohol and their pills and their friends and their distractions and their thoughts and their memories and so on. The reason they want to stay there is because they're guilty. They're guilty before intuition. Intuition feels like conscience when it's 2020 hindsight. If you always walked in your intuition, if you were always close to it and never strayed, then it, you would never feel it as conscience. But when you stray, it's still there. God is still there. His light is still there. His grace is still there. His salvation is still there. All you have to do is grasp it. And instead of running from the light, instead of resenting it and running from it and hiding in your daydreams and hiding in your all of your music and your texting and all of the issues, instead of hiding in them, remain aware and feel the little bit of pain of seeing your own wrong. See, why, why are we guilty? Well, we're guilty for not living our own life. We're guilty for going around in a trance all the time and then wanting to be in the trance so we don't have to face the truth. We don't want to see our inadequacies. We don't want to see our wrong. We don't want to see that we've been selfish or that we resented our mom. We don't want to see that. But when you don't mind seeing it and bearing just a little bit of pain and then the pain is over and then you're a friend of conscience, you're a friend of God, you're a friend of intuition, now you're both awake, you're aware, and you have the higher awareness, which means you're aware, but you also are very close to your intuition. And then life becomes simple. You don't have to plan and scheme anymore. And now you're a friend of conscience. Your guilts go away. Your worries go away. All of your planning and scheming, no longer do you have to do that. So you have more time. Now instead of brooding and worrying and trying to, trying to make things right, which always messed everything up, now you have more time to simply be and to wonder and to marvel at God's universe and to discover things and to grow. This time to grow as a child of God instead of a child of the world. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say 
strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. Are you interested in improving your relationship with your partner? Or how about improving your relationship with your kids if communication is not so good? Okay, and then how about getting rid of hurt feelings and misunderstandings and so on? Well, then you really ought to read one of my books about relationships and about marriage. And one of the ones that I don't talk about a lot, I should talk about more, is my book called Putting the Forever Back in Love. Oh, what a wonderful book. It's, it's over 300 pages, Putting the Forever Back in Love. I talk about how to improve your relationship, what to do if your wife asks you to leave, how to forgive and forget, okay? How to stay married for a long time and live happily ever after, how to develop character and learn to bear suffering and grow from it, okay? And how to have understanding when you deal with other people, okay? And how not to judge your husband so much and how not to resent your wife. Well, may I recommend you get Putting the Forever Back in Love. Just visit SheddingShackles.com or TalkToAPastor.org and you can preview it for free. It's also on Amazon. Putting the Forever Back in Love. I think you'll really enjoy it. I'm here to help you by simply awakening you to what you know in your heart, because that comes from God. That was the beginning. That was your innocence. That was your sweetness. That was your perceptiveness. And you've set it aside. Now you must refine it. So, may I recommend that you get the little meditation that will teach you how to become still and get a little separation from those thoughts that now pull you into them and those emotions that pull you into them. When you stand back, you're free to realize. You're free to understand. And you're free to be patient. But when you're lost in your emotions and your thoughts, you're not free. You are compulsive and you move with impatience or anger or resentment, stand back and you will discover a whole new way of living. And you will also discover something else. Not because I say so, but because that's the way it will be. You'll discover God's gracious forgiveness and his kindness. And life becomes sweet. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. <laughs>